Blog Talk Radio. Hey, welcome everybody to Wellness Wednesday on Girl Power Half Hour. I'm Annette Bingham and Tasha's here. Hey, Tasha. Hello. Hello, everybody. I was going to jump in before you even said hi to me. I'm I'm a little overzealous today. I'm ready to go. Rocking and rolling on this hump day. <laughs> well, I, and, and I'm doing good because I have new vitamins. So Yeah, exactly. And we share the same vitamins. Me, that's so exciting. Yeah, and they're making me feel very good. So uh, I know. That's, that's a good thing. Um, yeah, we don't want to. We don't want to give them a free. We don't want to give them a free plug on uh, on our show. But if you're interested in what vitamins we're talking about, you can uh, certainly get on our Facebook page, Girl Power Half Hour, and, and send us a message, and we'll let you know. They're pretty awesome. We just didn't even realize that we were on the same one until we started talking about it last night. So. Yeah, I tried them yesterday and went woohoo. So. <laughs> and, and, and I took them too late in the day, so I was like up all night. So anyway. <laughs> I've done that before too. <laughs> <laughs> but today we're going to be talking about seven things for more energy in the morning. And I don't know about you, Tasha, but I can always use more energy in the morning. Almost definitely. I'm not a morning person at all. I am a night owl innately and always have been. So the morning, uh, it's not my friend. I definitely, anything to help me through would be great. Yes. Please share. <laughs> sure. And and yeah. just before we even get started, these are not things that I do on a regular basis, and I'm slapping my hand as I say that because I should be. Um, <laughs> and they're but they're all very valid, very good things that if you can do a few of these, it's going to help you with your sleep and and feeling more rested when you wake up. So let's start with the first one. And I started with the first one being the hardest. Um, It's developing a sleep habit. I don't know about you, but it is hard to make a habit of going to sleep at a certain time and getting up at a certain time. But they recommend that you do it. Doctors and scientists and everybody recommend you even do it on your days off. So that your wow. sleep patterns are steady throughout the week. That's hard. Oh, uh, yeah, I would have a real hard time with that one because you know, you know very well. <laughs> I I have to get up early for my job, and I don't I don't like it. Let me just tell you that when I took this job, I thought for sure it was going to come with hours that I would like, and it didn't. And I was quite disappointed. And so, you know, it, now that I get up early for this, when I have days off, I mean, I'm a marathon sleeper, so I can sleep. Till eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock, I'm good with that. I don't mind. I don't feel like I've wasted the day. I feel like it was a great day. If I slept until eleven, <laughs> it's going to be a great day. And I, uh, I would have a hard time waking up as early as I have to every day. You know, like for work. If I had to do that on my days off, I just don't think that I could do that very well. Well, I think part of that is because we we can't do that because we're so sleep deprived, mm-hmm. and we have we're like this catch-up thing that they say you can't really catch up on long sleep, but yeah. we're kind of catching up with, with our sleep. But if we had a regular schedule, we wouldn't have to do that. And it takes a while to get that, you know, set. Right. And, and if you, if you you know, don't do it, sometimes that's okay. But if if we could come to some kind of an agreement with just a, a, a 
decent time to go to bed and a decent time getting up, even on the days off. I think that would really help us. And I've been reading some things lately about how before electric light, we used to have two sleeps. We would go to sleep and then wake up in the middle of the night and do things and be up for several hours and then go back to sleep, which I found fascinating. Wow. Um, so before electricity, before we had electric, electric light, <laughs> we would get up in the middle of the night as well? There like is, go to bed and then get are, up again? Yeah, there's writings that talks about it, which I thought was hilarious, where most of the sex happened after the first sleep. Well, yes. Hello. I'm all for that. that. <laughs> Let me sleep first, and, and then we'll get you going. Sounds good. Yeah. And then, you know, there's stories about uh, people waking up in the middle of the night and going and visiting their neighbors because their neighbors were doing the same sleep patterns. And and it's only oh. since, like, we've, we've gotten into this artificial life that our sleep has been disrupted. And I really believe that. I really believe in, wow. in that. And somebody did a, um experiment where they went without electricity, uh, just candlelight or lamplight, um, for, I can't remember, I think it was a month, and their sleep patterns changed. Really? To where, yeah. So to where, you know, they went to bed earlier, and they were getting into that pattern of two sleeps, which I, Google it, it it's really yeah, I'm going to. That's ancient, Yeah. Lots of ancient writings about it, you know, talking about two sleep. Okay, number two. This is a no-brainer. Reduce the caffeine and take several hours before bedtime. And let me throw okay. in alcohol, too. <laughs> yeah, that's because, definitely, I'm glad you said that, yeah. Because alcohol, is, even though... You know, when I did drink, I drank very little, but when I did drink, it was like, give me a drink and I'd go to sleep, or half a drink and I'd be asleep, but I didn't mm-hmm. sleep well. Right, and, and that's, not... the, that's the misconception. People people mm-hmm. think that because it's a, because alcohol is a depressant and because it does typically tend to relax people, they think that it's a good thing to drink before you go to sleep, but it actually um, interrupts serotonin levels, so it actually interrupts your sleep, and you don't ever get to a good... Uh, REM sleep, which is the deep right. sleep that you need to get to to get rested. So you're exactly right. I'm glad you threw that in. So, you know, caffeine is, is the thing, you know, we need to really cut off on the caffeine before, you know, several hours before we go to bed. And that way we will get a better night's sleep when we do that. Um, right. This is a tough one. Sleep <laughs> in absolute darkness or as close to it as possible. No nightlight. You can keep a little flashlight by your bed. I have a little flashlight by my bed, you know, in case you have to get up in the middle of the night. But even a little bit of light, like on your computer or cell phone or your iPad, um, that will disrupt your sleep. So keep that out out of the way. And better yet, keep it out of your bedroom. Okay, now now I'm just going to jump in and say that that means i got to 
stop watching Ghost Adventures before I go to sleep because, <laughs> you know, I get a little, <laughs> little scared. And then I need a little light, a little nightlight or something on because I tend to wake up in the middle of the night and uh, and freak out Tasha, because of what I've watched. Tasha, you with the lights on or lights off. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I posted earlier today on Facebook, if any of you out there are friends of mine on Facebook, you know this, but I posted earlier on Facebook that my smoke alarm went off. Talk about needing sleep. Man, this really interrupts sleep. If your smoke alarm goes off, that's really nothing you can do about that, but boy, yeah. does that interrupt your sleep pattern, because it wasn't just one of those, my battery's low, like the little beep that it makes when the battery's low. It wasn't one of those, my battery's low alarms. It was the, there's a huge fire in your kitchen alarm, and it was going off, and it would not stop. And I got, I mean, I was completely startled awake and had to jump up on a stool and try to get it down and getting it and doing everything I could. And and it happened at exactly 3 a.m., and I automatically assumed, rather than thinking that it was a malfunction like any other rational human being in the world, I automatically assume it's the witching hour and ghosts are out to get me. And so for some reason, I thought if I turned on the little children's cartoon, Arthur, on Hulu, that I would probably be safe, and that's what I did, and I felt completely safe. Somehow, Arthur seems to protect me, so anyway, yeah, I'm not very rational when it comes to things like that, so. Uh, yeah, you've got to stop watching this. I'm, I'm tired of the posts, and I'm tired of the checks, and I'm tired of the stop it. Yeah, for those of you listeners out there that don't know this, Annette and I are actually friends in the real life world, and so I do send her text messages quite often asking her if ghosts are going to come through the computer and haunt my home. So <laughs> it's not rational at all. And I'm about ready to tell her yes, they will. Uh, yes, yes, they will. Yes. Yeah. Maybe that'll make me stop watching. Yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay, back to the light. <laughs> the light really does mess with us because it messes with the melatonin that helps us sleep. Too much light messes with the melatonin. We don't get enough melatonin to fall asleep. So that's the reason why we want to keep, you know, the light out when we sleep. Yeah. Um, well, that's good. I didn't know that about uh, the cell phone light and the computer light because, you know, when your computer's not completely off, it does have that bright light yeah. that still blinks off the side of it and and you also your phone and anything like that or even the night lights i have night lights and you know i wasn't realizing that that would be disrupting my sleep but that's really good to know so get a little flashlight keep it by your bed that's yeah. what i do yeah and uh it works all right number four um is when you wake up drink you know your body has been all night without any hydration. So you're really dehydrated when you wake up in the morning. So instead of heading for the caffeine, which only dehydrates you more, right. head for a, a glass of water and just a room temperature glass of water. And the reason why it's room temperature is cold water is kind of a shock to the system to wake it up. So use a room temperature glass of water and just down a glass of water before you drink your coffee. And that what that does is that really jump starts your, your system again, you know, because you're so dehydration and dehydration causes you to be really tired and sluggish. So right. Um just a room temperature glass of water. I know everybody's 
I, for me, I like cold stuff, but you can do, you know, one glass. Well, you know what I do? I keep a bottle of water by my bed at night. I have a bottle of water next to me, and so when I wake up, by the time I wake up, it is room temperature. And honestly, you're right. I mean, most people do jump up, and they don't have anything to drink until they get their coffee. You know, whether they get it at Starbucks or make it at home, that's typically what the first thing they put in, and that is dehydrating them. And a lot of people walk around not realizing they're dehydrated. They get a headache, and then they take you know, Advil or drink more coffee and they or, or whatever, you know, over-the-counter um, pain reliever they, that they choose to, to help the headache go away when in actuality they're dehydrated. And then they get that fuzzy that fuzzy thinking or confusion or just kind of yeah. feeling fatigued. Yeah. And, and that really is about dehydration as well. And so I'm glad you mentioned that because you're right. Most people are doing stuff that's actually going to make the dehydration worse rather than just drinking some water right away. Yeah, just, just grab a glass and or your bottle of water and uh, do that because we don't really realize when we're dehydrated. Most people don't. And if you feel like you're, especially if you wake up with a headache, the first thing you need to do is chug some water and give it about an hour or do more water if you can. Give it about an hour at least to see if it doesn't help your headache because it takes... uh, if you're dehydrated, it takes about an hour to two hours for the water to really work into your system. So give mm-hmm. it a chance before you, you know, take something for your headache. Um, so that's one thing that you need to do, room temperature water. Now, like I said, I don't do all of this all the time, but I, you know, I do some of it sometimes. <laughs> now, I do, I, you know, there are some things that I do and some things that I don't. And I'm this next one, Tasha's going to point her finger at me. I yep, already I was see about it. to say, I already know because I'm looking at it. No, I'm like, tell me which ones you don't do. <laughs> Number five is eat breakfast. Yeah, that's um, you, sister. You, know, they, you don't do that. I know, I don't. And uh, <laughs> that is so hard for me. I did eat breakfast today, though. And well, let me tell you what I yeah, let me tell you what I've decided to do. What I've decided to do is on the days that I run, I'm going to do all the right things for myself so that, you know, I'm going to drink more water, drink some electrolytes, eat breakfast, eat what I'm supposed to, you know, that type of thing. So mm-hmm. that hopefully it will spread over into the other days. <laughs> <That's> so, so. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I love it. Um, <laughs> A lot of breakfast. <laughs> it will spread. It will. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like a good infection. It's going to spread over. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so a light breakfast of a protein and a carb will stabilize your blood sugar. And if your if your blood sugar is not stable, then you're tired and you really can't think clearly. And some people with low blood sugar problems, like Tasha, like like you, have, you know, yes. you know, you have to eat a lot mm. or a little, yes. a lot during the day. You know, right. Yeah. Every two to three hours. Yeah. Me, I can go all day without eating, and realize at the end of the day, oh, I haven't eaten. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, it affects people differently. But make sure you keep your blood sugar level stable so you can. You're not as tired and you can think a little more clearly. 
And, you know, along that line, because you said that about keeping it stable, uh, people tend to, when when they wait until they get hungry, they tend to eat things that aren't good to eat um, because they're just grabbing whatever they can to make them feel better. And what they tend to eat is stuff that's going to actually cause them to crash, you know, in an hour or two. Uh, so it really is good oh, to yeah. kind of, you know, even if even if you don't suffer from low blood sugar, even if that's not your issue, but you just happen to be someone who's, you know, typically on the go as most of us are these days, it's really important to kind of have some snacks. They're healthy snacks with you at all times. You know, carry some sort of snack bag or put them in your purse or, or whatever you have with you that you can carry if you have a cooler or a locker or a refrigerator or somewhere to keep them. Uh, that way you have access to some healthy snacks throughout the day. Well, and I'm, you know, I, I can attest to the fact that if I don't eat all day and I realize, oh, my goodness, I haven't eaten and all of a sudden I'm hungry, and, yeah, I I grab whatever's bad for me. Sure, because of course. Because by then it's like yeah. comfort food, you know. Right, and, yeah, uh, and, and just whatever you can, you know, and, it's, and a lot of times, and it's unfortunate that this is true, but when you're looking for something fast, it's going to typically be fast food, you know, and fast food is sure. equates to junk food. So, yeah, that's typically where we fall whenever we're in that situation where we're just trying to get something fast in our systems because we know that we're crashing. That's what we reach for. It's stuff from a vending machine or stuff that's in a drive-thru, and neither one of those are ever good. So, And I know that, that eating, you know, having these things like in your purse or your pockets or whatever, it takes a little bit of planning. You've got to plan ahead and think ahead, and that doesn't come easy sometimes. We don't no. always plan for these things. So, you know, just get in the, the habit of throwing a couple of things in your purse um, when you walk out the door just to make sure you've always got something in there uh, that right. you can eat to stabilize your blood sugar. and it, it, Protein and carbs together exactly, or what does that. Right. So we talked about melatonin helping us sleep, and one of the things is that when you wake up in the morning, one of the best things to do is go outside because the sunlight reduces the melatonin level in your body so that you feel more awake. And I can totally attest to this. Um, We've got chickens, so... A lot of times in the morning when I first thing when I wake up, I'm feeling, you know, groggy or whatever. If I go outside for even just a few minutes and get in the sun and play with the chickens or, you know, play with the dogs or play with the plants or whatever, then it helps me to wake up and I'm not as sleepy after that. And what they say is, you know, 15 to 30 minutes of sunlight will reduce uh, your melatonin level so that you really feel awake. But it, oh, yeah. you know, if you don't have 15 to 30 minutes, get your coffee out there. Eat outside. Mm-hmm. You know, something. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna recommend like I did the other day when we were talking about uh, something related to this. I, I'm gonna recommend that people go outside and, like I've said before, take your shoes off and stand on the earth, in the grass, on the ground, and ground yourself while you're getting that 15 to 30 minutes of sunlight. Even if you are walking around feeding the dogs, feeding the chickens, feeding the cats or watering the plants or whatever it is that you have to do outside, um, if you could just get your shoes off and really ground yourself in the earth if you have access to that, 
it really is so helpful and it really does help stabilize you, put you back into balance. And if you're having trouble with headaches, it can really help with that. So I think that would be another another bonus plan to the whole idea of getting that 15 to 30 minutes of sunlight to help lower the melatonin level. Oh, the outside time is crucial. And it, it's yeah. really difficult here in Texas sometimes because it's so doggone hot during the day. Right. But mornings, mornings are pretty nice. Yes, so if you can get outside early enough and do that, grounding is a, a great way to do that. Um, you get double benefits. Mm-hmm. Um, you get to wake up and you get grounded. So that's right. great benefit there. Um, spending as much time outside as possible is a good thing. Um, yeah. I visited my son in New Mexico, um, and they live off-grid. And we spent a lot of time outside, which was wonderful. Even though it was hot, it was just the best feeling to be out there and spend that much time outside that, you know, we don't get to do here. So we we have to make more of an effort. Yes, agreed. And I I need to do that more, make more of an effort to do it because – you know me. You and I are the same like this. I I know that there's such thing as, you know, being being someone with a counseling background, I know that there is a such thing as seasonal depression, and I have friends that suffer right. with that, and they tend to get depressed during the winter months, and then it's during the summer that they feel really good and they seem to be back to, quote, unquote, normal. I'm the opposite of that. I, I, I truly believe that I experience depression in the summer, and then it's during the fall and winter that I get all excited and yep. happy about life because – I, I hibernate in the heat. I don't like to come out, and I and therefore I don't get enough sun, and I, I feel like I probably mm-hmm. don't feel as well. I mean, I seriously am not getting the nutrients from the sun that I need. I'm not, you know, myself. And then in the fall right. when I feel like I can come out and not, you know, scorch and melt into the ground while I'm standing outside for two minutes, then I feel better because I am getting more sunlight and I am outside more and getting fresh air and all of those things that we need, you know, from nature and I really think I need to make an effort to do that, even if it is in the mornings, because like you said, it's a lot, it's just a lot cooler in the mornings, and certainly we are speaking from Texas, and I'm speaking from West yeah. Texas, and boy, does it get hot here. It's like the desert. So and it's hot I think and I need to here. make an effort well, to do that. Serious, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Very, you know, and I'm like you, I do hibernate during the summer, and I feel much better yeah. when it's raining and cooler. And, oh, you know, me too. So um, I don't have seasonal depression so <laughs> uh, other than other than other than it being too hot then I get depressed. Yeah. Yeah, we need to be outside more. And yeah, I'm just gonna have to think you know, about when like I was medicine. in New Mexico Yeah, when I was in New Mexico I could really feel the difference. Really feel the difference. I mean I was outside all the time. Most of the time and we were walking and we were sitting and Laying in the dirt because my grandson and it just you know felt good felt really good yeah I love that so number seven is stretching and we don't think about this you know we we may stretch before we get out of bed which is really our body's way of saying hey I need some nourishment. And what stretching does is it helps nourish the energy centers, the chakras of your body. 
And that, in turn, nourishes your internal organs. And it, it just is a, a good way to, to wake you up. If you were to stay in bed, if you don't want to do any kind of stretching once you get out of bed, if you could just lay in bed and stretch and twist and work your body, and mm-hmm. it feels so good to do that. Oh, and yeah. even do some light stretching in bed before you go to bed, mm-hmm. it really does help um, wake you up when you need to get up. It helps relax your body when it needs to be relaxed. It just tunes you up. You know, it makes you feel good. So if you're not able to get into yoga or do any other kind of stretching, I really highly recommend doing some extra stretching in bed and then yes, and getting up. And, and you know what? Ed, I, I honestly don't have any issue with that. I, I do just seemingly innately want to stretch in the mornings in bed and then I do yoga as well and typically I, I know most people do that at night and, and you know I'm not saying that you have time to get up every morning and add sun salutations to your routine but um, you know if you could just do just some easy stretching in the shower if you're someone that showers in the morning I, some people you know take a bath or shower at night um, but find some time just while you're getting ready to just do a couple of stretches and it in and certainly stretch just when you wake up before you even get out of bed. I think I always I always observe um animals, you know, cats and dogs. I obviously you know I have two dogs and every time they wake up they stretch and I observe that and sure. and that's what they're they're doing. They're stretching front and stretching back and, you know, rolling around and doing all these little stretches before yeah. they wake up. So I mean clearly it's something that we all need to do all, all of us as creatures and it really i mean it really does nourish your body yoga you know the yoga stretches and yoga twists and everything that massages your internal organs and and gets them healthy and so just regular stretching just do some stretching before you get out of bed and then if you feel like you can do more than do you know some yoga stretches afterwards when you get out of bed or sometimes during yeah. the day um, yeah, just exactly. to help nourish your body. So those are our seven things. And if you I can, love those. If you can try and do one or two at a time and don't beat yourself up if you don't do them perfectly um, or if you don't do them consistently, it's like, you know, I'm telling Tasha, I'm going to really work on doing on my run days being really good, and then um, hopefully that will help me see that it really does work and it makes me feel better and give me the desire to do them on other days. Because, you know, I'm really bad. (laughs) (laughs) I am. But I'm not going to beat myself up over it because I'm I'm making lots of strides and efforts. Right. And that's, that's what matters. Good. It's about progress, not perfection. That's right. And we keep yeah. saying that. Yeah. And it is and, true. And these are, these are seven, to me, these are seven reasonable things. They're not unreasonable expectations for yourself. They're not unreasonable goals. They're, I mean, basically, you're just trying to develop a good sleep habit. I'll tell you that number one would be harder to me than the rest, you know, because that, just, just because of my day off sleeping. But, but everything else on there, I think, is, 
you know, pretty pretty simple stuff. Don't drink caffeine before you go to bed. You know, just make sure that you're sleeping in darkness and have a glass of water next to your bed so that when you wake up you can have a drink and eat your breakfast and make sure you do that. Get outside when you've got to water the plants and do whatever you need to do outside for 15 to 30 minutes and then just make sure you stretch. Those are pretty simple. The only one, like I said, that I would have trouble with is just making sure that I don't sleep in on a Saturday or a Sunday because yeah. that's difficult yeah. for me. But, you know, everything else seems pretty reasonable. So I think those are great. Well, that's, yeah, those I, I wanted them to be reasonable and I wanted them to be doable. And yeah. uh, I think most of those are. And like I said, number one would be the hardest. And I yeah. have not accomplished that yet. So <laughs> working on it, working on it. <laughs> I'm going to be real honest. I don't. I don't even. I'm going to be really honest about that one. I don't even know that's going to go into my goal journal because <laughs> I, I really love. I love sleeping in. I do. I have to admit it. I might be a little bad on that one. Anyway, what were you going to ask me? <laughs> <laughs> tell me what, or tell us all what you're going to be doing tomorrow for Thoughtful Thursday. Tomorrow is Thoughtful Thursday, as Annette just said, and I am going to share some of my story. I talked about it a little bit in the past, just little excerpts um, on this show, but I am going to share some of my story, actually some of the books that I'm working on um, about my story, which relates to ACOA, which if you don't know that acronym, it is Adult Children of Alcoholics. I am an adult child of an alcoholic and addict. And I will be sharing some of my story tomorrow straight from that book, and then I'll go into a little bit more detail about my life and um, share some ways in which you can get help or someone you love can get help if you are an adult child of an alcoholic or if you know someone who is or if you know a child of an alcoholic who's currently in a home with an alcoholic or an addict. And certainly I hope everyone tunes in. Um, I will be a little vulnerable and I'll be sharing that for you, so I hope you'll tune in and listen. We certainly appreciate you tuning in today and thanks again for your support and we will see you tomorrow. <laughs>